You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for all things Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, Kylie. Hey. And Jeremy. You can drink your fancy ales, you can drink them <laughs> by the flagon, but the only brew for the brave and true comes from the green... Tr- oh, we already did that, didn't we? We did. Yeah, that I'm here. a little bit earlier. Jeremy. <laughs> we haven't had one of these episodes for a while. This is a mustering an army. And I think we are doing the Army of Thror. We are doing the Army of Thror. We are doing the Army of Thror. Yeah, don't just think about no, it. No, we're Do definitely it. doing the Army of Thror. That's probably why we wrote these lists earlier. That I was thought p- we were doing Thrors of Armies. Thrors of that armies. did not go down the no, way it I didn't. intended it to I go down. Probably I love that you thought about that joke for the whole <laughs> intro <laughs> and you're planning it out and you're like compl- contemplating. That yep. was, that yep. was five this is a joke. Minutes. This is funny. This five is funny. minutes of solidly sorry, coming sorry. up with that. Remember how at the start you said, I should think about what I'm going to say before I speak? Yep. That didn't happen. No, you no, did. I, and that's the result. I'm sorry for suggesting it. <laughs> I really hope you didn't follow the instructions then. No, I seriously did. That's what really is disappointing. I'm so how many points right are we doing? Now. We're doing 600 points of Army of Thrall. And I think we'll start off. No, I don't think. We will start off with Kylie's list. But could, before we start that, can I just ask, where do we actually find the Army of Thrall list? The Army of Thrall list you can actually find in the main rule book. However, it was updated in the Desolation of Smaug. So... They added in, I think, the Warriors and Captains of Dale. Yes, which I'll be taking advantage of in my Indeed. list. As well as uh, Thrain the Broken. Yeah, and I think there was an update in one of the FAQs or Errata's, I think it was an Errata, where they changed the weapon option to Thrall to be the ones he's actually carrying on the model. Yeah, and Thrain as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thrain has a two-handed hammer and yeah. Thrall has a uh, sword and shield. Correct. Yes. Yep. So one of the newer lists, I'm excited about this. It's about time we've done the Hobbit now, list. Now, both of you shut up. I want to do my list. Okay. So, in Warband 1, I have Thrain. Just regular Thrain, not broken Thrain. So, sad face there. So, just regular Thrain. I have one Warrior of Erebor with Banner and Shield. Five Warriors of Erebor with Shield. Five Warriors of Erebor with Shield and Spear. Warband 2 is a Grimhammer Captain. Seven Grimhammers. Three Warriors of Erebor with Shield and Spear. And in Warband number 3, I have a Captain of Dale with Shield. Nine Warriors of Dale with Bow. Three Warriors of Dale with Shield and Spear. All coming in at exactly 600 points for 36 models. So this is the collection of every warrior type you could possibly think of and Thrain. Yes. Mm. So it's generic captains, a couple generic captains. You had the Grimhammer yeah. captain, you had the captain of Dale. How does this army play? Like a big open front, nice and spread out like a giant angel's wings. Giant angel's wings. Yeah, that's that's what I came up with. I couldn't think of Not anything a else. Giant eagle's wings. I could have gone with eagles. I was trying to think of something that flies in the middle of the universe, and I was just drawing blanks. Angels. Yeah, fair enough. It's the, an angel. Yeah. What I, what you've got is a, a quite a powerful character. So, a, a well and truly above average character in Thrain. You've got some really defensive and and resilient warriors, and then you've got some really light on warriors with a Dale as well. Like. The, the Dale have got a good fight value. They've got average defense and they're, they're men. So the, the men stats for the, the strength of things. But I would be interested in how to play this because when I've played against an army like this, it feels like you just pick on the men and just go attack the Dale warriors, ignore the dwarves, and then see how you go. So I'd be interested to see how you actually play them. You've got you've got a lot of warriors a Dale with bow. So that's the, the defense four. Yeah, it's going to shoot stuff and play on like really yeah. wide fronts. Take advantage of the fact that Thrain has a unlimited standfast. 
So you're going to spread out as much as you can and essentially avoid combat, except yeah. when people get outnumbered and then hit them with. And then when they get close, you can use the grim hammer throwing weapons and start microing around yeah. them and getting traps and little engages across the board. Speaking of microing, I'm a little disappointed we didn't see the comeback of the micro warbands here. It's it was, coming. It would have been the perfect opportunity. For I was me. thinking about it, but I don't think that Amir Thor is the one to do it with. Okay, all right. Mm. I think, think so. it's. I, I mean, think it's the regular that you could spam with. Very nice captains, mind you. So this is, I think regular Durance folk would be the one you do it in. So this is probably as close as we got to a, a stand back and shoot avoidance list where you're relying on your bow fire to hit certain targets, probably some heroes, probably some banners and, and any priority target, drawing the enemy towards you, then spending a lot of time running away and being opportunistic and then using maybe Thor and some of the dwarves to hold up uh, more than their weight, I guess, in warriors while you continue to maneuver. Is that right? Something along those lines, yes. I think it's going to be a good-looking army. I do like the the Warriors of Dale. I think they're they're great warriors and great models, and having quite a few of them in the army looks really good. The dwarves themselves are really good. Is the Grimhammer Captain still available? Is that one that's on the website at the moment? I actually can't remember because I still need to pick one of those up. I haven't picked those yeah. up yet. Because I know that the there was a big uh, problem recently where the, the actual Captain of Erebor went out of stock. So people I'm not worried too about worried that. about the Captain of Erebor going out of stock, but the Grimhammer Captain I would like to... Make a reappearance. Yeah, I think if it's still out, I'll probably pick one up. I probably tomorrow. Easy enough actually, to convert, though. just put some some generic dwarf heads onto some warriors yeah. and, and mix them up and maybe. Well, give I them... have another spare box of grim hammers for that purpose. So we just checked on the website. It is available at the time of recording, but I imagine after the end of this recording, it's not going to be available because I think we're all going to go and order a grim hammer captain. So if you're looking at these these resin heroes from the Hobbit range. My recommendation is get them soon because there's already been a couple that have gone missing, the the Radagast and the Erebor Captain. So pick them up while you can if you want to get them. Otherwise, you might miss out. I know what I'm doing tomorrow then. Yeah, quite a few of them are really nice too. The Grimhammer Captain's quite a nice model. So I'll be picking up a few of them, I think, before they run out. Yeah, his head's a, a little bit big for my opinion, but I think that's appropriate because he's he deserves, out of any character to have a big head, he deserves to have a big head. He is fantastic. So while I'm moonwalking into Mortal with my Grimhammer Captain, what are you guys doing with your lists? I'm going to go next because being the army of Thror, I've decided to take the army of Thror. So in my army is Thror leading the army of Thror. So he's a good, what is he, 140 points? He's he been upgraded now to have the shield, so he's defense 9, which is fantastic. Super handy. Yeah. He's got some fate stuff, which I don't plan to ever use because I'm not taking any wounds on him. And he's he's a pretty good hero. I... I'm not sure. I like to put him on the table. I haven't actually put him on the table in a points match game. I'm not sure what he's going to do other than just basically like lock eyes with the biggest enemy hero, stare him in the face, and then say, come at me. Come and get me. And then just like basically tank him for the whole game. I think that's probably my plan with him is just to literally... What if the big enemy hero is the Balrog or Sauron? He's Thor. Come on. You know, we were, we were talking about him shielding earlier and uh, he no, can't shield, shield anyway. He can't shield. He's Felix. <laughs> No, so. no, he's not going to shield. No, no, I don't need to shield. Yeah, just, you wouldn't want I've to. I've got three attacks. Who cares about exactly. shielding? Yeah. I'm no, just going to point out that you're relying on yourself to be rolling four pluses. Yeah, easy. Yeah, not a problem. So, Thor, <laughs> it, honestly, wow. though, the Thor, my army's so good that I don't actually really need him to do anything. I could probably have him sit in the back of the corner. I'm still going to be fine with this army because he has with him eight warriors of Erebor with both the shield and the spear. So, that's a fantastic warband of nine models in total. Basically, they're, they're my combat support warband. So the majority of my force is about to be listed, and it is fantastic. It is one Grimhammer Captain, purchased from the website before it goes out of stock, leading 
10 Grim Hammers, which is just less than a box, and one of those has a banner. No, it is a box. No, no it's more box than has 12. Grim Hammer box oh. has 12. Yeah. Then, and they're all good models, all good models, all different. Then I've got another Grim Hammer captain, because they're so good, leading another 10 Grim Hammers, this time with no banner. These guys left their flag behind. They're actually the main part of my force. The Thraws part is a little bit of a fix-it problem when when i actually do get combat they basically back them up and thrall goes and heads straight towards the big hero and tries to take them on with the support of his friends but basically i'm playing a throwing weapon heavy army with defense six now we have heard previous podcasts where you've raved on and on about your similarly army and how dirty grim hammers have destroyed and utterly humiliated wood elf players i don't see how this is going to be any different yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. The Grimhammers just do everything. The Grimhammers are great because unlike the elves throwing weapons, the elves throwing weapons, you spend so much time trying to maximize your running away. Whereas the dwarves, I found it's actually running forward and just standing there three inches away from them. And just saying, if you charge me, I'm going to whip around eight shield and spearmen behind me in a banner. And you're going to go into a, a really tough dwarf wall. Or if you don't, I'm just going to stand there throw throwing weapons at you. So they're really good. They especially like staring at Tharanduil in the face and saying, we're not going to come into this river. And then one enters the river and he doesn't cast Nature's Wrath. And then another enters the river and he doesn't cast Nature's Wrath. Then another doesn't cast it. Then another doesn't cast it. Five, no. Six, that's the magic number. Tharanduil casts it, drowns them all. And then the Grim Hammers revenge, get revenge. That six is about half the moles get killed. I've told that story before, but I'll tell it again. It's fantastic. Grim Hammers are amazing. Yeah, in my estimation, probably the best model in the game be Fatty Bulger, and then just after oh, that, Grim Hammer. The Grim Hammer versus Fatty Bulger matchup is epic. That's the greatest. One I told of that time. story as well in the Fatty Bulger episode. I told that story and how he almost killed the Grim Hammer, but it was a Grim Hammer, so he didn't. It basically comes down to whether or not the Grim Hammer can roundhouse kick Fatty Bulger. No, Grim Hammer is basically a hard counter to Fatty Bulger. That's you, Matt. By the way, your That's list me. is next. Yeah. I'll move along to my list then. I think we've talked a little bit about Jeremy's there, so we'll go straight on. Left, left the best for last. We're starting with Thorin Oakenshield with the Oakenshield on a pony. Now, this is kind of meant to represent the Battle of Azanolbazar, sort of. Anyway, we've got, uh, with his warband, six Warriors of Erebor with shield, five Warriors of Erebor with shield and spear, and one Warrior of Erebor with a shield and a banner. Pretty standard shield wall there. Move on to Dwalin the Dwarf on a pony. Now, this thing's a powerhouse. Dwalin the Dwarf will wreck your face when he's got a pony under him. Didn't we have a previous episode on Dwalin where you guys rubbished the Dwalin on Pony and said it was no, no good? No way. No, no. I I'm never pretty sure I remember that. that. I think the funniest thing about that episode was all the things that we listed were weaknesses about Dwalin all got fixed when he got his new super awesome profile from Battle of Five Armies. So, meh. John, I'm going to do. I'm going to go and find that episode and I'm going to insert a soundbite here. Look, I'm just going to really quickly give him, say, a uh, seven. I think he's a very good hero yeah. for doing some damage. And he can backfire badly if you if you don't play him well. And that's what I said about Dwalin. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> so in Dwalin's warband, he's got uh, very similar to Thorin's. Six warriors variable with shield, six warriors variable with shield and spear. So just another shield wall there. And finally, we have the secret weapon of the army of Thror. Can I guess what it is? You can guess what it is, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And it's Balin the Dwarf. On a pony. We, knew, we know you knew what it was. He is the secret weapon. He gets the priority because he is a boss with his three will points affecting the priority rolls with the reroll. And he's got with him the best warrior option in the list, of course, which is the Grimhammer. He's, he's got eight Grimhammers. 
and they are the throwing weapon section of my army list. Okay, so okay, okay. With... I gotta stop you. I gotta okay, stop you there. Okay. I gotta stop you there. Yeah. Question: Why on earth is Balin leading the Grim Hammers and not Dwalin? Because the secret weapon has to lead the rest of the secret weapons. Dwalin's not really a Grim Hammer, is he? He doesn't have the no. throwing weapons. No, he doesn't. But he has hammers. He's got the attitude of a Grim Hammer, like he's grim. And, and Balin's not so grim. Balin's I think you've wasted cheerful. a brilliant opportunity here, Matt. Because out of all the stuff in your army, you want Balin to be protected. This is true. He would be. He would like a shield wall in front of him, wouldn't he? He would. But I feel like the Grim Hammers aren't protection enough. Like, no one wants to go near the Grim Hammers. Balin could be really handy, I think, because you, you want to keep that pony, keep him moving, and the Grim Hammers are going to move as well. So I could see them being a very mobile force and fixing holes wherever you needed to be. So that's the list. There's 35 models, 6 might points, and the 8 Grim Hammers. The Grim Hammers are a funny one, aren't they? Because for a lot of people, the first reactions are not very good. And I think that's been a direct comparison to the Kazakh Guard from the other list. They're 11 points, they're an elite, and people go for the Kazakh Guard's role, which is actually, Kazakh Guard do fantastically well. But the Grim Hammers do something entirely different, and people forget about how valuable the throwing weapon is in terms of mobility. I think I can sum this up in one little, nice little phrase. People look at what they can't do instead of what they can do. I think you'll find that the main reason people are rubbish Grim Hammers is because they're not playing them as a move around, continuously shoot tactic. They're, they're charging in, they're using the throwing weapons once or twice a game, and they're just getting chopped down because Grim Hammers don't want to charge head on. And unlike the Kazakh Guard, they've got a non-lethal strike with the bash. So that can be really handy if you're trying to make the game go longer. So you can play some silly tactics there. You can keep moving. The defense six is actually fantastic. And because you're comparing it to defense seven, it doesn't look as good. But it's almost always enough to do everything you want. So you've got a small amount of defense seven. Or I think all of us have got some defense seven. Matt's got quite a bit in there. But the Grimham's defense six is usually fine. It's usually enough to go into combat. It, you can use your throwing weapons on the way into combat. They're not going to kill everything, but they really do scare the opponent. And if you've got a priority target, you can just throw all the throwing weapons at them for as long as you want and really do some damage. Yeah, usually the warrior type that's uh, like one defense point lower, you consider a bit of the weakness in the army, especially if there's not a huge number of them. They might be a target. But in this case, yeah, Grimhammers, you, you don't really think of them as lower defense. You don't think, oh, they're going to target them down. No, they're, get, they're just going to be whittling down my opponent's numbers instead, and my shield walls are just going to walk right through the middle. And the Warriors of Erebor themselves, which is in this list, is what we've almost always wanted the Dwarves to be. The idea of Dwarves that can have spears has been something that people have wanted since the game got released. So you've got this fantastic Defense 7 Dwarf Warrior that can have a spear. You can go without the, the shield if you want, but most people take the shield with the spearman, and that's a, a pretty good Warrior. So this list, it doesn't have a lot of options at all. It's got some really powerful heroes who are quite expensive, it's got some moderate-level heroes. No real, real cheap heroes. Maybe Balin. But it's got some, some options in the list. And it's actually quite a powerful list when you put it down. Now, what do we do at the end of a muster episode? I can't remember. It's been such a long time. We're going to rate our different lists, I think. Or vote. We're going to vote. Well, we, we vote. So what generally happens here is Matt tries to make it so that he wins. And then I've everyone... Gotta, yeah, manipulate these. Then, then Jeremy doesn't vote for Matt. And then I vote to make it a three-way tie. So that's pretty much how it how it's going to happen. Mostly all three of us will just desperately try be trying to remember what the other two lists had in them. Oh, I've remembered it all. I've actually got some serious voting here. Okay. Well, go ahead then. So, Kylie, I, I like that your list includes heaps of modelling opportunity for it, but I'm concerned that we've got the, the Defence 7 mixing with the Defence 4 as both features for the army. So I think without some really solid play and a bit of luck there, it's going to be really tricky to be a bit more consistent there. Matt, your list is 
a good solid all round list. It does does a job. You've really made use of the ponies and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not really a big fan of the ponies in the as an attack force. I think it doesn't quite fit the theme. Like ponies aren't really attack force. So instead, I've gone through an entirely third option there, and I'm going to vote for myself because I think that mine is the best list so far. So. I definitely vote for myself because I think mine's the best list. But if I'm not allowed to vote for that one, if I'm not allowed to vote for it, which is probably fair enough, I'm going to vote for the list I took to the Silmarilli, which was instead Dwarlin, two Grimmag Captains, uh, a bunch of Grim Hammers, I can't remember how many, and a small amount of Spear Shield guys. So what I'm doing is basically passing on my vote. Well, I really don't know what to make of this. Uh, we've thrown the voting system out the window. It seems that Jeremy's Grim Hammers are going to... Look, the Grim Hammers are the winners at the end of the day. Can we just vote that the Grim Hammers win? Is it possible to play all three of our lists together at the same time? Do we have any overlap in actual named characters? I don't think so, no. We could. So, so can we just say we have the best 1,800-point list that has ever been made from the Army of Thrall? I think that seems fair. I think that is. So my vote is for the combined might of the Army of Thrall, all three lists at the same time. Perfect. <laughs> we are all winners. Go Grim Hammers. So thank you for listening, everyone. And as always... Traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.